Welcome to the world of giving. You've tuned into the show Volunteering At on localjobnetwork.com radio. In each episode, you will learn about another way to volunteer and make a difference in the world around you. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and today we're speaking with Amy Kianchio about volunteer opportunities at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Milwaukee. So welcome, Amy, and thank you for taking the time today to speak with us about volunteering opportunities at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Milwaukee. Thanks, Courtney. I'm really glad to be here. So could you start off by telling us a bit about your organization? Absolutely. We have been in Milwaukee and Waukesha counties serving kids, um, and these are kids that are facing adversity. They are, they are kids that need help with professionally supported one-to-one mentoring relationships that basically change their lives and the lives of the volunteers for the better and forever. Um, these kids are amazing, and uh, so are our volunteers. So we've been serving Milwaukee and Waukesha uh, for 37 years. Our organization nationwide, Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, has been around for over 100 years. So, And we named our organization after the volunteers, um, so we can't do it without them. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful um, when people are interested in our organization helping these kids out. So how long have you been with the organization? I'm going on my seventh year. And what do you do there? I am the president and CEO, so I'm overseeing the strategic direction of the organization, and I'm also out there doing some fundraising and um, working with just a fantastic group. Uh, our board of directors is extremely helpful, too. Um, so I'm on the leadership team and, and have enjoyed really every year here and continue to learn, 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 learn. There's always something going on um, that's interesting and exciting. And I do get to interface with the kids um, in our program as well. And that's really what matters is how are, how is our mentoring organization impacting children? So we really, really try to focus on outcomes and particularly educational success. We know that kids need to get through school to be successful. Also, we look at avoidance of risky behavior. We want to help these kids make good, smart decisions uh, for their future. And then the mentoring relationship itself is really good at social and emotional development for children so that they have strong relationships in their life to help them, especially when they get into a place where they need to make a good decision. Mm -hmm. So could you walk us through uh, some of the various volunteer roles that you have there? Absolutely. If you would like to be a big brother or big sister, and that commitment is we ask for a minimum of two years And we also ask that you get together with your little sister or little brother three or four times a month. That is a serious commitment. Um, We are matching you one-to-one with a child. And there's two ways we can do it. We have a community-based program, which is where you would meet your, um, make plans to meet with your little sister and and basically head out into the community and uh, spend time together getting to know each other. And also, um, we provide some structured activities, over 70 a year. Um, We have wonderful partnerships with Discovery World and the Humane Society, the Art Museum, the Milwaukee Rep. But you're out there in the community kind of uh, taking the world in and learning life lessons together. And then our other program, where you can also volunteer once a week, is based on an academic school year. So basically starting in September, going through May, and those are partnerships that we have with 15 schools. So you would meet your little brother or little sister at one of our partner schools every week at the same school at the same time. And we really structure those activities to focus on academics. So what skills or personality traits do you think are ideal for these roles? 
Well, that's a really good question, Courtney. I mean, our volunteers r- range in age from 21. I mean, we have all we have an 80-year-old volunteer, so the skill set is really varied. But I mean, basically, it's someone who cares about kids and wants to help. And you are really being put into a position of a role model. So we are obviously looking for people who understand, you know, decisions that are healthy. And we try and continue to support the match relationship with somebody behind the scenes. So when if we matched you with a little sister, you would also have a match support specialist who would remain in the relationship with you and your little sister for the duration of your relationship. And that person is there to guide you and your little sister on things to do, community resources, decisions that might be, you know, a little tough now and then. But it, it's somebody who really wants to A, is interested in kids, and B, is potentially interested in giving back because it is it is a volunteer um, service delivery model we have. No one's getting paid to mentor children. And every time I talk to a volunteer in our program, and I do mean every time, they and I thank them because, again, it's a, it's a big personal commitment. The first thing they say to me is, I get just as much out of it, if not more, than the child that I am mentoring. So it's someone who might be interested in, you know, a, a, a friendship with, with a child that, they may not have a lot in common. I mean, these are at-risk kids. So the 90% of our children come from single-parent households, or um, and they're probably living under the poverty line, and or they have a parent incarcerated. So it's a real um, it's a real meaningful relationship, and two people have to come together and try to understand each other and then help each other. So if someone is looking for a position, but they're willing, obviously, to be a part of your organization, they want to volunteer with your organization, how can the skills that they gain through their volunteer opportunities that you have help bo- help them boost their resume? Another really good question. And I think, again, it's you get out of it what you put into it. It's one of those things, um, you know, it's kind of a life lesson for all of us. If you're all in, I guarantee you that your um, human relations skills will change. Your sensitivity to children and youth development will be increased. Your attention um, and also awareness of cultural differences and also similarities will be increased. Um, And really the community service piece of it is you can see what you personally and how you personally can impact a child and help that child have a bright future. And that's the future. I mean, the kids are the future. So you're able to get out of yourself a little bit and put the perspective on a child and see what can actually happen. And really, the the results are phenomenal. I mean, these are wonderful children who just need a chance and they need some help. It's a very good uh, way for someone to get tuned in, I would say, to others' needs and others' challenges and struggles. It's excellent for perspective. And I think all those skills can translate right into any job. They're the softer skills. You know, you're not you're not necessarily going to u- use computer skills, although a lot of our kids like computers. Um, it isn't that it's not a hard skill set that you'll be you'll be really utilizing. It's the soft skill set. It's the non cognitive skill set. It's it's helping somebody. It's empathy. It's understanding. It's listening skills. I mean. The list is endless, but it, it really is. Those are, those are things, I think, again, that are be helpful with anybody looking for a job. And quite frankly, we, we work with um, a number of college students. We've got a great relationship with Marquette students and UWM students and Carroll 
uh, college students in Waukesha, and um, these young adults say that, you know, they're really put into a position where they are a role model potentially sooner than they would end up in that position in a job. You know, when you get out of college, you usually don't start at the top. You're not running the show. But when you're in a mentoring relationship with a six-year-old or an eight-year-old, you are running the show. So you're making decisions that um, you wouldn't necessarily get paid to make in your first job out of college, and, and you're not getting paid to make them with big brothers, big sisters, but you are being put in that position to make those good decisions. And again, those are life lessons that I think translate into any job. Well, could you walk us through maybe a typical day or a typical week for a volunteer? I know you said there's some different variables depending on um, if they do like the after school program or if they are a mentor to a specific child. So could you just talk us through that? Yeah, I think if you're in our community-based program, you know, a, a typical week would include a phone call to the child at their home and um, a conversation about how is the week going and when are you available? Can we get together on Saturday? Do you want to take a walk at the lake? Or we have, again, these structured activities um, under this program called REACH. You know, they would potentially have a discussion about whether or not they wanted to go to one of our reach activities. And then you're making you're making a plan. You know, you're, you're making a date and say, OK, I'll pick you up on Saturday at 10 o'clock. And then on Saturday, boom, off you go to pick up your little sister and out you go. And um, it's not anything that needs any more structure than that. It's really two people trying to come together at a mutually agreed upon time and uh, spending some good quality time together, enjoying themselves and also checking in and knowing that somebody somebody cares. Somebody cares. Mm -hmm. In our school-based program, a typical day would be you would head to, we work a lot with Harley-Davidson and Harley-Davidson employees. A lot of their volunteers uh, volunteer at Bethune Academy. It's a school out on 35th Street, very close to Harley headquarters. On Wednesdays, you're going to leave work, you know, at 4 o'clock, and you're going to, you know, go two blocks down the road and take a left, and you're going to head right into Bethune Academy, and there's, you know, 25 of our kids in the program, and that's a, it's a great school. The principal's wonderful, and basically spend an hour doing an hour and a half um, working on homework. Um, there's a gym open. Oftentimes in the summer or in the good months, they're playing football outside um, and just spending some good time kind of catching up and helping that child with their homework and also hearing how their week's going. So that's a Wednesday at 4 o'clock, and every one of our schools has certain days and certain times where you would meet your little brother or little sister. Yeah. So uh, what type of screening process do like the adult volunteers have to go through before they're accepted as a big? Yep. That's a really good question, too. Um, child safety is absolutely our number one priority. Um, we take that role very seriously. Uh, the screening process with our volunteers includes five background checks, three reference checks, an hour interview in person. There's a seven-page application. We run all those background checks first, and then we bring people in and meet face-to-face and talk through that seven-page application. And it's really to make sure that they know the commitments that are necessary to be a part of the program and also that we can get an idea of who they are. So what we try to do in our role is to make that match as good as it can be. So if we have a little brother who's interested in sports, and also might be struggling in math, we want to match that child with someone potentially who also likes sports and who is willing to spend some time doing homework. So we do that kind of compatibility screening once we get this information from the volunteer to make sure that we're putting a match together that has the best chance of 
of surviving and thriving, actually. I mean, what we know is that the outcomes that, again, I mentioned earlier, education, um, risky behavior, and social-emotional development, we can move the needle on those outcomes in a mentoring relationship with a long and strong relationship. So we want those mentoring relationships to last at least a year. We ask for a two-year commitment by the volunteer, and we've got volunteers who have been in our program for 10 years matched to the same child. But that's when we can make sure that those the impact of that mentoring relationship really has a chance. Yeah, exactly. Are there any risks or liability involved with being a big brother or a big sister? I mean, uh, I would say no. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to be, you know, again, we do a lot of background checking and um, reference checking. We also have professional match support people calling the child, the parent or guardian, and the volunteer once a month to check in and find out how the mentoring relationship is going. We ask a number of questions, including child safety questions in there, um, with regards to how that relationship is moving forward. So, um, I mean, we're asking we're asking well-intended people to get in our program, um, and we keep our eye on that. And if a, if a volunteer in our program feels that there is something uncomfortable going on in the mentoring relationship, they can call their match support person immediately and have a discussion to talk that through. Does the relationship typically end when the children or the child like turns 18 or do you know of like relationships that have continued further and the big has had a positive influence onto the child's like adult years? I know that it, I mean, our, our service delivery model uh, serves children 6 to 18, okay. just as you said. But the, the kids that match out, you know, or the, the match, when the match closes, when the child is 18 years old, there are many of our mentoring relationships that continue past then. They're just not in our program formally. They do not receive that match support phone call um, every month, and they don't have access to the activities that we plan and structure. But many relationships continue past past the 18-year-old mark, especially if they're, they've been together for years. I mean, it just because our program ends doesn't mean their relationship ends. Mm-hmm. Alongside that, are there any just special events that your organization holds to increase awareness or to kind of get other people interested in becoming a volunteer? Uh-huh. Yeah. We've got um, annual events that uh, we do. We do a bowling event, and actually it lasts for about six months. Um, and anybody who wants to bowl can do that. It's called Bowl for Kids' Sake, and we have teams of five, and, and basically it, it helps us raise awareness. Um, we have hundreds of people bowling. Um, lots of our corporate partners bowl. Kohl's Department Store, their associates in action, do a lot of bowling for us, and they help us raise money, and they also get to meet other people in the program. I mean, Johnson Controls has a team, Rockwell has a team, Northwestern Mutual has a team, if not more than one. So the bowling lasts from January through May. And again, you don't have to even know how to bowl to be a part of it. This information is on our website. We have a golf event in August, and that is, again, another fundraiser. But if you're interested in golf, you can golf with an NFL alumni professional football player. That's a really fun event. It's the, the second Monday in August every year. And then we have a gala, um, and that is in November. We just had it last week. And that's another way you can get involved um, and learn more about our program. We highlight matches of the year. We give away a scholarship to a graduating senior. And we also honor a champion for children, somebody in the community who's doing something great with kids. So those are our annual events. 
If you're interested in figuring out whether or not you want to be a volunteer, we also do get-togethers, social kind of gatherings. They're called Mix at Six. It's at six o'clock, and we usually meet at a a local restaurant, and um, we invite people who are currently in the program, and also we invite uh, people who aren't in the program to come and meet people in the program, and you can do some Q&A with people who are in the program and and get a better understanding about what volunteering in the program is all about. And we do six of those a year. We do one every other month, and those are on our website as well. So have you found that people who have come or attended these events really that this has helped pique their interest in volunteering or how do you usually get volunteers interested in your organization? Yeah, that's another good question because we don't have a big marketing budget. Um, A lot of how we recruit is with our corporate partners. Um, Again, we have access to employees with the with the largest um, companies in town again. And those are those are doors that are open mostly by our board members you know, help us come in and do a lunch and learn or come in and talk about mentoring during National Mentoring Month, which is January, or Volunteer Appreciation Month, which is April. And then the other piece is really word of mouth. I mean, it's the people in the program who are talking about our program, either to their family, friends, or colleagues, and that's how people's interest gets sparked. And that's why we started those mix at sixes, because those are people, again, who are ambassadors for the program, but they might have family or friends that are interested. So we, we bring them down and put them in a room with current volunteers, and they can hear all about it from people who are currently doing it. Yeah. So could you share with one um, our listeners one of your most memorable stories about your volunteers giving back? Yeah. I mean, and this is this is a it's a sad story, but it's a great story. One of our little brothers, actually, who goes to Bethune Academy, had a very tragic uh, situation in his family, and his older brother died. And when you hear that young boy talk about how difficult that was in his family at that time, and that he really had his, he leaned on his big brother to help him through that. Um, I mean, it is, it is just an unbelievable story of, of tragedy. And at the same time, you see these two people come together and this volunteer be right there in the moment when this child needed the most help. I mean, it's just heart wrenching. And at the same time, it is, it is the, it is the most joyful relationship that I've one of the one of the most joyful relationships I've seen in this program. So, Amy, as we're closing out the program here, um, could you just explain to us why you think it's so important to get involved with youth? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, I think of uh, children as our future. I mean, these are the people who are going to be running the show soon enough. And I think that the potential that every child has needs to be, they need to have a chance. They absolutely need to have a chance. These are super smart kids. They care about their community. They want to be as good as they can be. And some of them don't have the opportunities. I think that we as a community need to give every child the chance to reach their full potential. I know at Big Brothers Big Sisters in Metro Milwaukee, we have 600 kids today on our waiting list. They want a mentor. They want a chance. They're willing to, you know, bring somebody into their life and and try to make the best of it. So I think that the investment in children is, is an investment in the future. And I think as a community, they really deserve our attention. So Amy, if somebody does want to get involved with Big Brothers and Big Sisters in Milwaukee, how can they get in contact with you? Could you provide maybe a phone or an email or a website? They can call. Um, our main line is 
or they can get up, uh, find us on the web at bbbsmilwaukee.org. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Volunteering At. I'd like to thank Amy Kianchio for taking the time to speak with us today about volunteering at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Milwaukee. Please feel free to email us with any organizations that you're interested in learning more about or your testimonials about volunteering to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for localjobnetwork.com radio, and thank you for tuning into today's program. 